Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. I thank you right now for what you're going to do, for the word that's being spoken, that your Bible is alive and active, and uh, we just release that. And Justin, amen. Thanks. This is a little weird, isn't it? Good stuff. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, this is a bit bizarre, but it's, I'm not going to harp on how weird it is, but how uh, yeah excited I am to be able to share with you guys again, which is good. So hello. I mean, I kind of did that last week, didn't we? Um, that was actually good, wasn't it? I mean, tech issues, so we don't blame anyone. But um, it was just one of those mornings. It's probably that important that we'll probably record it, um, try and replicate it a bit so we can just get it out there. Because it, it was one of those foundational sort of stepping stone words that you launch from. Um, just puts us on the same page. Kind of like the Chris Gore weekend, like it's cool. When we gather together and experience it together, whether it's all of it or a bit of it, um, and we can only do what we can do, um, but we get to move forward together when we experience it. And stories and testimonies are awesome, but being in the room, you can't replicate that. Um, but he still moves if you can't come, and that's okay. But uh, yeah, I encourage you to be there. Amazing. Um, yeah, we might actually do that once. I, reckon, I said to Lee, I said, we should do that once a month. Lee and I jump up and sit on some chairs and talk a bit. I reckon that'd be great. Would you agree? <laughs> All right, I'm going to get into it. Um, thanks for your grace this morning as I uh, share with you. Um, that would be phenomenal. Um, that's going to be great. So, yeah, last week, uh, Lee and I shared... Um, with the context of Sunday morning gatherings and that we're fully aware that God loves moving, loves responding, but loves doing it in ways that he feels necessary for the room, for the church, for the group and for the people. And often that's hard because we have our own ideas of what is appropriate for us and what we're comfortable with for us. So it's this fun and annoying journey of wanting him to move and touch and speak and, and, and bring words and encouragement to our hearts, but then on the flip side also being open to him moving in ways that we're not accustomed to or even comfortable with. And the, the crux of the morning was that if we can embrace the God of heaven who Psalm 115.3 says he does what he pleases, if we can embrace him as that and embrace the fact that we're all wired different when we come and gather with our own ideas of what's a nice service and a, and a, and a great idea of how he moves in me, if we can understand all that, but then on the flip side that everyone else has that, and just embrace the fact that we're all different. And that we can cheer each other on and be okay with some differences. Is that okay? Yeah. So that was the main morning. And I don't want to 
go back on that. But we were going to show that video and it didn't come up. And I just felt the Lord highlight the fact that there was people in the room that over the last three or four years had been struggling. And I'm not a big one on speaking about struggling um, as in like a, as a negative and that weighs us down. But I felt that he wanted to highlight that there were people here that had been hit pretty hard, um, that are still walking that out. There's pressure points, pain points. There's just stuff that's happened, circumstances, people, decisions, choices, whatever. And, and 95% of the room put their hand up. And I don't know if I was surprised or not. Probably not, but it was just, it was cool to see the honesty But as I was pondering and praying about what I was going to share and not overcomplicate it and overthink it, first one back since January, I felt like God was doing two things last week and he wants to do that this week is, yes, the corporate gathering, the us coming together and experiencing him and growing in that and then us going out and, and seeing him move throughout the week and then coming together and celebrating together as a family what he did during the week and then being encouraged and strengthened and loving him and, and honouring him and praying for people and connecting and building authentic relationship here in this place, consistently growing together. Yes, awesome, great. And then going out again. But I felt him acknowledge the, the, the process and the, the pain and the stuff that's going on in each of us. And I, and, I, and I began to think about it, the church, the gathering, yes, the assembling of the believers, the consistent gathering of believers who want to worship God and see him move among us, yes. And then I was thinking, the church, the, the, the group of believers that are then sent out, the group of believers that are sent out to, to bring heaven to earth, yes. So the church, the Greek word, to assemble together, But then the Greek word also is to be sent out, a sent out assembly. So we acknowledge that, yes, the church. We get to come together and celebrate and be together. And then we get to be sent out, the church, yes. And I love church. But then I started thinking about the two things that was being highlighted last week. And I said, and I just said to myself, the church. Just a whole bunch of people in process. Just a whole bunch of normal people in process. People in pain. People thriving. People struggling. People sick. People healthy. People full of hope. People feeling hopeless. Yes, the gathering. Yes, the cheering. Yes, the deep moments. Yes, the embracing being sent and living it out Monday to Saturday. Yes to that. But I feel like he wants to do something really special in our thinking today to acknowledge it's also and maybe more important to recognise and understand that we're just a bunch of people in process. 
and to embrace the process and to embrace the journey and to realise that we are becoming who we already are. And we don't live from lack and we don't live for victory but we're living from victory but that doesn't mean that we're not in a process. Just make no mistake, church is a massive deal to Jesus. Really important. It's his plan A to see the world transformed through the church. Sweet. Great. But this, this thought, this phrase that the church is just a bunch of people in process. And I just really felt that God wants us to become aware that when we gather on Sundays and we're worshipping and hearing and encouraging that there's a backstory. that there is a backstory. That we can get swept up in the corporate, in the public, in the moment, in the rah-rah, and the rah-rah is good. But I felt him drop these lines that I've never thought before, that everyone who comes in has a backstory. Whether it's the past week or it's the past month, or it's 20 years, or 30 years, or 40 years, or 50 years, you have a backstory. You have this history, this story, this, this life, this up and down, left and right, paradigm, lens, skill set, grace, gift, wiring, experiences, both amazing and traumatic but we come into this place with a, a backstory. There's a corporate and a public story unfolding here. But there's also a bunch of private stories unfolding here. We each have a backstory and we each have a behind the scenes story, and often most don't know the backstory. Most don't know the behind-the-scenes story. And wisdom is important to carry and know that not everyone will know the full backstory. Not everyone will know the full behind-the-scenes story, and that's wise and good. But I feel like God wants to rattle our mindset about coming to church and our posture of what we bring to the table, not necessarily what we say and not necessarily what we do, but our, our posture in worship and communication and listening and gathering and praying and being aware of who we are and what we bring because he's not interested in you coming and bringing perfection. He's actually interested in you just being honest with where you are at and if we can all do that together, 
acknowledging that we have a backstory and that we are in process of becoming who we already are because of the finished work of the cross. This isn't a negative story or a coming from lack or I don't have. This is very much a I am anointed now, I am favoured now, I am graced now, I do have a measure of faith now, I have everything I need in me because of the presence for life and godliness. I have it all now, but this process is very much about unpacking it and getting it out of our account into our possession where it becomes a living reality in our life. Which is John 8.30, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What does that mean? The Greek context is, and you will know, K-N-O-W, genisko, Greek word, you will know me by experience, not by logos. Logos is a beautiful invitation to encounter the guy who wrote it. So you will know the truth. You will know the truth. You will experience the truth. You'll experience the patience of God. You'll experience the kindness of God. You'll experience that he keeps no records of wrong. You'll experience his gentleness. You'll experience all the truths, hundreds. You'll experience the covenant name of God, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. You'll experience peace. You'll experience grace. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The context of that is that the truth will become a reality. It'll become a reality. And when it becomes a reality, our stories are unfolding and we're becoming free. I could biblically explain to you that you are free. The finished work of the cross. And I could biblically explain that you are a work in progress, the renewed mind process. And that's the tension we live in. The finished work of the cross, yes, and the renewed mind process is this beautiful journey that we're on. You've got a backstory, and it's important, and it's needed. And I want to encourage you to embrace it. Um, yeah, because I've got a backstory, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this whole um, ADHD journey um, has been just insane. And, and, and we can, and I, I said to someone yesterday, like, today's not the goal for me. I haven't been working up to preaching. Like, it's not the goal. It, it will continue to be an important part of our life together. But it's not the goal. Often we make the corporate public gathering the, the goal, but the backstory, I think, is the main story. Because he, he responds to his people, but I, I'm, I'm not so sure that he's necessarily responding to what we're doing in the moment but what we've been doing in the backstory. 
There's no question that he will respond to choices, decisions, actions. I feel the Lord on this, this scripture moments. Yes, but I think it's more, he's more interested in the backstory, the behind the scenes journey, the, the, the process that we're on with him. And I think we've just got to acknowledge that he really wants to be included in this behind the scenes story with us. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's just been a whirlwind of just so many different emotions and, and feelings and, and thoughts and negativity, and I appreciate those who have reached out um, and offered encouragement and prayer, and for those who don't know, I was diagnosed with ADHD um, back in March. It's been a long, pretty much 12-month process with that. Lee joked around about 10 years ago after we saw a documentary and she said, you've got that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. Um, but yeah, it's just been full on. Started medication three weeks ago, which has been just full on good and annoying and hard. And it's like, oh man, why? And I don't really want, I want an answer because um, he's spoken to me about it. And one word from him is good for me, for peace in the process. Um, but yeah, it's just been full on. Like even this morning, taking medication, I'm like, it's just, it's just confusing and hard and weird and, and, and testing it and trialing it and if, does it work? And like the whole thing is full on. And, and, and we gather and the, the, the guy, the, past, well, the senior leader, Justin, he's speaking, cool. And it's the corporate gathering, the public gathering. Sweet. But it's not the main thing. Because I've got a backstory. I've got this life that you don't see. Some of you see more than others. Some of you see more than others do. And it's not, it's not about right now. Right now is a byproduct of my backstory with him. My backstory with not sure if I want to talk to you this month. Not sure what to do or say. Not sure what to actually believe for. Feel like I just want to pause this creative miracle and just do this. And this this inner turmoil and regret and if only and what if and what does this look like and just full on. But it, uh, what's happened as I've allowed him into my story is, is just this slow and steady process of being aware of his goodness again and his kindness again and, and him really just wanting honesty and not, that, not saying that we've all got it together all the time because we don't. So where, where are you with this whole corporate and public story unfolding, which is important. And we talk a lot about that. Where do you fit? But how about the behind the scenes? How about your backstory? Have you invited him into that space, that place, that, that process with him, doing life with him? Because he, he wants to be involved in it. He wants to be involved in it. No, I don't want to 
restart and download a software program. Now. I don't want to do that. Thanks. So just in closing, my closes are 20 minutes, by the way. No, they're not. But just in closing, David had a backstory. See, most people saw the king, the, the leadership, the warrior, the leader of armies, the decisions, the hearing the Lord's voice and following it. They saw Goliath falling. They saw the public stuff, the corporate stuff, the things on show. But David had a backstory, and not many people saw the lion and the bear. They saw the Goliath, but not many people saw him killing the lion and the bear. They saw the warrior and the, the, the great leader of the army, but not many people saw the worshipper in the fields. That They saw the king making big, strong, great decisions to conquer and, and plunder and move forward God's plan. But not a lot of people saw the murder, the, the, the adultery and the murder. Like he had this crazy up and down, left and right, round and round backstory. But it was in that backstory of the messes and the mistakes was there this vulnerability to be honest and invite God into his story which then as the years passed, we saw this, this story, this behind the scenes evolving of this man evolve into what we see him become. And it's phenomenal to the fact that God said that in the last days, I will rebuild the tabernacle of David because David knew something about God and worship and connection and interaction and presence and extravagance. There was this life with God that David built that was something different. Peter had a backstory. Tasha, if you're able to jump up, that'd be so great. Love keys. If you were here last week. I mean, our worship leaders, Tash, like she's not, today doesn't come from just skill. Like Hamish, like the, the guy's playing, it's not just skill. It's not just him responding and touching and moving on them because of the decisions they make in the moment now. Yes, but there's a backstory of... of amazing highs and hard lows. It doesn't matter who it is. Every leader in the church, we've all got a history of pain and walking in promises. And you're no different. Peter 
he had ADHD. The life of Peter. People saw the loud mouth guy, the mistakes, the, the denial. They saw all of these things. But a lot of people didn't see the heart behind when he cut the guard's ear off. They didn't see like his burning love for Jesus all the time. Like John 21 for me is like the most powerful passage of scripture period. After all the pain of Peter's backstory of denying Jesus, his history of growing, like Jesus gone, he's he's in regret. And then Jesus resurrected is on the beach cooking breakfast. And someone says, it's the Lord. And the Bible says that he's stripped for fishing. So tops off. And he's fishing, going back to what he was doing. The Bible said he was stripped for fishing. Someone said, it's the Lord. The Bible says he put his coat on and jumped in the water. I mean, it's weird. But there's this honour thing. And this like, remember when Jesus is like, eat my flesh, drink my blood. <laughs> and, the, and he's like, the crowd left. And he goes, are you guys going to leave me too? Peter pipes up and says, how can we leave you? You have the words of eternal life. Like there was this passion in him but he was a mess in process. And, on the, and he swam to the shore. He probably didn't even get there first. <laughs> but he got there and Jesus is cooking. He goes, you love me? Three times he denied Jesus. Three times Jesus said, you love me? And Jesus brought restoration and reconciliation, repentance in that process. Part of the journey, honesty. And who was the pastor of the first church? Who got to lead the presence falling? Peter. Who preached in Acts 10 to see revival start among the Greeks and the Gentiles? Peter. Who raised the dead? Peter. Denier to dead raiser. Backstory. And this is what I feel. Let's stand. So he wants to flip our mindset, not flip, change our mindset about coming here. It's really important we come. We're going to miss weeks. This is not about me making sure you come. Not about that at all. But the mindset when we come, that if we can acknowledge our backstory, acknowledge that we're the church, a bunch of people in process that don't have to have it all together when we come, don't have to feel like clapping and singing when the worship leader says, let's clap and sing. And I love it when they lead. And we want them leading. And we'll back them. But sometimes I don't want to back you because I don't want to sing it. And then you know the line coming up and you can sing that line, you don't want to sing that line. But he wants to do this honesty thing in us. And I'm not saying we're dishonest. 
And I was even all week going, how do I explain this? Maybe I should read what I wrote in closing. That's a fair bit of crying, wasn't it? Far out. Yeah, I felt God show me something, that church is not meant to be a place where we all come together and uh, church is not meant to be a place where we all come together and consume the service and then give it a score out of 10 on the way home to grade whether or not God moved and our needs were met. But I feel God wants to upgrade our mindset regarding us coming together from, I hope it's my kind of service and I hope I get fixed, to, I get to bring who I am and be honest with where I'm at and know that I'm qualified to interact and encourage and worship no matter what's going on because I'm in process. And I'm not disqualified in process, but actually when I'm honest, it qualifies me more. That's what I feel. I think it's going to change our posture, our approach of even wanting to come. That if we acknowledge, if we all be honest, that we don't have it together, but we can grow together. This corporate and public unfolding, but it's made up of all of us owning our stories and owning it when we're worshipping together. Because even when you're in process, you've got something to give. You've still got breakthrough in areas. Isn't that crazy? You know, breakthrough in seven areas and shocking in four. But someone else has got the breakthrough in those four. And God loves using people for people. Let's just look to Him. We've been doing that. Yeah, Him and you, come on. Mm. Yeah. I think we've got to stop managing our public story and invite Him into our backstory. and embrace the process with Jesus. So thanks, thanks for your presence. Thanks that you're with us. He needed to sing that 27 times today. Yeah, Hamish needed to sing that 72 times today. <laughs> How many times he sang it? It's a long time. It was... really significant he is with you he is for you thanks God help us welcome you into our process help us understand that you're not waiting till we have it all together to be involved Help us, God. Help us, God, that you love the questions and the curiosity. Thank you that you never 
rebuked Thomas. But you invited him to touch your side. We just labelled him Doubting Thomas, which is just outrageous and stupid. Jesus never had a crack at him. Yep. You love the process. You love the journey. You love who we're becoming, just like we do with our kids. So in Jesus' name, I thank you that you're releasing this this courage to be honest with where we're at and bringing that and being confident to bring it because we can gather together and encourage each other and listen together and worship together while being honest of where we're at and owning it, far out. So good.